Welcome to the Unearthed Man Podcast, the journey of becoming a conscious man, hosted by Milva. Hey all, Milva here, and welcome to episode 22 of the Unearthed Man Podcast. I'd like to kick off by thanking everyone who's provided feedback over the last few weeks. It's great to hear the listeners are getting something out of the great stories being told by the amazing men who have shown the courage to open up. On that point, how good was the conversation with Jay Godfrey last week? His willingness to be open and vulnerable and at times in tears was something I won't forget. If this is your first time listening and you're looking to find out more about The Unearthed Man, then head over to LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram. If you're a long-time listener, then I really appreciate your support. Now let's get into today's episode. I first met my guest at Unleash the Beast in Brisbane around this time last year, and we shared some very special moments together. He has a huge passion about helping others learn about health and nutrition and runs a number of online programs. The transformation in his clients is amazing. I love his approach to his video stories as he adds great humor and simplicity in his message. I've absolutely loved interacting with him over the past 12 months and have immensely enjoyed watching him and his business grow every day. I'm really looking forward to this conversation and I'm not sure where it will go, so buckle yourselves in. Welcome to the Unearthed Man podcast, Coach Phil Gerard. Hey, Phil. Milbert, how you going, mate? Thanks for having me. Yeah, That's no a pretty good intro, man. <laughs> <laughs> Did your research? Oh, yeah, mate. Do I, it's, uh, one thing I like to do is just research my guests here and there as we, we go along. Um, you know, the, the one thing I've loved about doing this podcast is rejoining back in with men, you know, so some of the men that I've met uh, previously, and there's a number of men that I've actually just met via, you know, Instagram or Facebook, but never face-to-face and chatted. So for me, this just becomes a beautiful opportunity to have a chat. So how is life over in uh, beautiful Adelaide going for you? Yeah, look, it's it's not too bad. Um, We've been pretty lucky with the whole COVID thing. Like we haven't really been massively affected. It happened a little bit sort of mid-year but other than that it's pretty much back to normal dance floors still don't exist for us but other than that like <laughs> we can go to the pub and have a beer yeah that's that's pretty nice it's um i, I know we're record, recording this before magical dan comes out and actually gives whatever announcements uh we're gonna do but yeah i don't think i'll be strutting on the dance floor for a while it's uh, any dance club soon lately um, <laughs> you just probably- dance in the kitchen with your wife anyway don't you yeah, pretty much. That's what, yeah. that's what it's all about, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so let's take a little bit of a step back. As I said in the intro, you know, you and I uh, met, it's probably just under 12 months ago. Um, and funny enough, and, and you know, not to be taken the wrong way, but uh, a lot of our actual meeting was there's a lot of eye to eye um, just looking at each other because there was a very challenging exercise that we started with Unleash the Beast. Um but I think that set the scene for what the rest of the weekend was going to be about. Um, and for me, it set the scene as to, you know, learning how to honestly look a man in the eye and one, see him for all his vulnerability and and not be judged by any of the shit that might have taken place in their lives. Um, your thoughts on, on on the starting journey? Yeah, so obviously, well, there's about 50 of us there and I think we've all got that connection now. Uh, like forever, I suppose, but some of us would have had or developed uh, not, well, probably I'd say better connections mm. um, just through just, just natural, right? Like you're always going to be drawn to someone more so than someone else. 
and we definitely locked eyes a few times and there was a few others where like yeah you just had this and you just built this relationship between each other and yeah it was, it was it was something that I would never have thought that I would ever do. If I was 20 years old and someone said that I'd go do something like that, I'd be like, fuck off, mate. Like, <laughs> unbelievable. And then, yeah, and my life just sort of just led me to that moment. And, and yeah, like I booked, I heard about it on the Wednesday. Okay. And I booked the flight. I spoke to Glenn and I booked the flight after that call and got the ticket and, yeah, I was, I was there for that Friday or Saturday, I think it was, yeah. So it was yeah. just like instant, like. And from there, man, like the connections that you build is, is crazy. I still talk to some of the guys in, in our little group that we had and yep. just checking in, seeing how they're doing. And, and yeah, it's, it's been it's really good to watch everyone sort of grow. Like Dara's doing his own thing now, which is great. Glenn's obviously, he was one of the coaches there and he's yep. still still pushing through, doing his thing. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome, man. So so let's go back on that. So it sounds like you knew Glenn before Unleash. I mean, I met Glenn there because he's one of the coaches, but you sort of said you spoke to Glenn before. Is that just because you'd heard about it and found out he was a coach or? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, he's an Adelaide boy as well. Yep. Um, I'd met him a handful of years ago through another guy at some business thing um, years back and yep. I hadn't really had much to do with him, but I was, um, I'm closer with it, one of his like best mates. Okay. Um, and I reached out to him, like the guy, this other guy, Mikel, reached out to him in Bali and was like, man, I was like, I was struggling at the time. I need some like, assistance, want some help. I was talking about ayahuasca and all that sort of stuff. And he's like, oh, I speak to Glenn. He's sort of like knows a bit more about this kind of thing than me, about like touching on anxiety and stuff. And yeah, I just hit up uh, Glenn on Facebook and we organized a time to jump on a, a, a video call and yeah. 30 minutes later, I'd book my flight to Brisbane and bought my ticket and, yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, it's amazing how we ended up in there because I didn't know anything about it, but my wife was doing the Bridge Experience and Extreme Leadership with Preston and Alexi on the two weekends before that. And it was, and we were flying up to Brisbane. So we did two weekends in a row. And it was somewhere in between that, we just jumped on and I was like, oh, fuck, Preston's actually running this guy's session. And I'm, and as soon as I saw that, I'm like, I'm in. We're going back for the third weekend. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm like, sign me up. Like, I just knew, like, my, I just knew there's all this shit just had to come out, you know, and you build it up for so long and you knew the timing it was right. And uh, yeah, it's one of those things that 50 guys called in at the same time to land in the same space. Um, yeah. And, and a number of those guys have been on the podcast, uh, Steve Caps uh, recently had on here and, you know, he's absolutely flying as well in his bodybuilding business and, and everything else. So, you know, it's been pretty awesome. The, um, well, so leading into that, um, from memory, you had started, um, your online coaching or you were, you were at least training to be a coach from memory there was there was um just I, I remember you sort of saying you know that you're on the verge of finishing um whatever whether it be a uni course or some sort of course to be a, to be a coach and you know you're working out what you're going to do in the next few months and and so forth um is that was that the plan always to to head into to coaching yeah so uh, i'm an electrician by trade and i did that for about 10 years and then for the last couple of years, I was working up in the mines and I was like, I do not want to do this uh, <laughs> for much longer. I don't want to do it for when I'm 50 or whatever it is. I was, and I didn't want to go back to the city and be a sparky either. I was like, nah, this isn't for me. So I made the decision when I was up there to study um, 
personal training and coaching and, and nutrition coaching and performance training coaching and that sort of stuff. So I found a guy on Instagram out of nowhere just before even that sort of crossed my mind just to get coaching myself. Yep. And I asked him about where to go about it, um, where, where he studied and all this sort of stuff, and he sent me somewhere on uh, – it's called Clean Health Fitness Institute. So I just jumped on with them and paid the money, and it was like pretty relaxed at first because like it's fair whack like straight yeah. up you're like oh i don't know if i want to make this career change and you're just like because obviously you're on a pretty good wicket like in the mines like you're making okay coin yeah to, to study and then start from the bottom so i was like oh do i really want to do this and i made the decision and then studied um whilst i was like off on my r and uh and then i would do a lot of shadowing as well so i found some um personal trainers and coaches um around Adelaide. I even went down to Tasmania for a bit and, and um, shadowed some guys down there and spoke to or had a few mentors, uh, Melbourne, Sydney, that sort of thing yep. as well, whilst I was studying just to try and fast track the knowledge. And obviously because it's a passion, it doesn't really feel like you're working, you know what I mean? Yeah, yep. So at, by the time I'd, I'd gotten to uh, CMB that weekend, I'd finished Cert 3 but not quite Cert 4. And the question was posed to me, why don't you start your business now? What are you waiting for? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes. what do you mean? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and then obviously like Preston used me as an example and was saying that you could do this, 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 and this. And I was like, right, okay. So literally what that Sunday night was the end of the uh, the weekend. Yep. Like I didn't sleep that night. I was I didn't have my laptop. I was on my phone. I created a company that night. <laughs> I was like, I'm doing this. Like, felt light as a light as I've ever felt in years from obviously that weekend. Yep. Um, unpacking so much stuff, man. And then, yeah, like, I was just sitting up in my bed and just, yeah, setting up this company. And I'll tell you what, it cost me about, I think it's cost me about fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars to restructure it because I fucked it up. But <laughs> <laughs> you get that, you know, like, you I'm just excited, let's get it going, yep. right? And what's that? Fifteen hundred bucks in the future is not going to be much, right? <laughs> Correct. That's right. Yeah. So, so, so what Phil's missed over there, and, and I'm going to go back. Um, so, yeah, we're getting towards the end of Sunday, and and he's right. You got called out by Preston, going, well, "What the fuck are you waiting for, man?" And he's like, "Well, I got to get my insurances, and I got to get." Yeah, the- yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's this big debate over limited liabilities or some shit that's taken <laughs> place, right. and whether I'd be fucking sued or not. And, like, there's stuff going on left, right, and and, and it was weird that all these guys in the industry, and this massive debate kicks in, and Preston goes, "Just fucking start, like, just get on with it." <laughs> And next thing, Phil just jumps up out of nowhere. <laughs> like, he's, like there's like this energy bolted in. He jumped up. He goes, "Fuck it, I'm starting it right now." And Preston, you're my first client. <laughs> and Preston's like, "You're on." And we're like, hey, up and going. So, hey, no turning back from that point, <laughs> mate. Like, I don't know. I was gearing myself up. or just we'd just done. Um, another like meditation type thing. I think Sam took it. And so like, we're just like amping ourselves up to like really envision what our future is going to be and what our goals are and what we're trying to um, achieve. Right. So like my emotions were already like pretty high and I was just sitting there, my leg off, like my leg was going hundred mile an hour <laughs> just like, and, but Preston had taken over and started talking and I was just like waiting for it. I'm just like giving myself up in the head. I'm just like, come on, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> I just got up and just blurted it out. And 
Yeah, man, I think I might have frightened him a little bit. I was pretty over the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, for those who don't know, Phil, six, six, three, six, six, six. Yeah. 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 So, so Phil's not a small guy, right? <laughs> so six, six guys just jump up and go, fuck yeah, I'm in. You're my client. <laughs> I signed my first client under duress, but that's all right. The other ones are pre-coming, you know. <laughs> exactly. And then get home that night. Let's create a business. Um <laughs> Uh, so let's roll back a little bit, maybe before I leave. So you did touch on the fact that, you know, you reached out to Glenn, you know, there's a bit of anxiety, a few things sort of happening in your life. So where were you at? Like, you know, minds can be tough, you know, we can be, we can get lonely as guys. We, you know, we, we don't reach out and we don't sort of share. So, you know, where, where were you at and, and what was life looking like for you? Yeah, good question. So I, it just ticked over about two years working away. So I, and I've, I'd, did some long long swings towards the last year i was on a two and one roster like two weeks on one week off it wasn't too bad but um i was at a point where it was getting too much in that well i started seeing someone and i was seeing her for a few months or a couple of months whatever it may have been and i just working away and having like the I guess relationship at the time just made it a lot more challenging for me because I was always single up there and it was a bit like a different sort of lifestyle or you had a different mindset because it was all just like, you know, work and fun, right? But then when you sort of build a connection with someone and you're interested in them, you obviously want to spend as much time with them as possible and you're going to go away and and that was sort of slipping away from me and I was freaking out a bit and it was just sort of encapsulating my mind all the time. I was like, you know what, like this isn't worth it. I need to go home and sort myself out and like dig deeper into why I feel like this and, and what's going on. And um, yeah, I reached out to Glenn and then, yeah, we sort of, obviously, you know, the story, we, I went up to Sam B and um, things ended with that person literally the Friday before I flew up. Okay. Like probably the best time to go and do a, a men's workshop is right after that, <laughs> and, and it did. And then after that, I was just like took everything in my stride, and it was all sweet. Like there was no issues, and yeah, I just carried on with my life and started the business, and just like focused on my purpose. And and don't get me wrong, I still get anxiety to this day, but it's you just got coping mechanisms and and what, whatever it may be. I see a psychologist now as well, and uh, yeah, I, I went and did some more breath work. Um, yeah throughout the year just one-on-one which is really really cool but yeah i mean there's there's a lot of different uh strategies and tools that you can use for it but yeah you got to just try and find what's good for you you know yeah and i think the um the key for me is there's no shame in having the conversations like i think you know um a few of us probably leading up to doing any of these sort of courses you know feel that we just we've got to be the rock. We've got to be the foundation. You know, we have to work through it, you know, whether it be, you know, up in the minds where, you know, there is a perception that, you know, men are men and it's all about being tough and, you know, um, a lot of probably escapism, you know, drugs, alcohol, different things to, you know, to, to distract us, you know, from, probably leading into ourselves and finding what's there and then actually telling someone else, Hey mate, I'm really, really struggling. Um, because I noticed a few times where we did, after that, you and I went on and did King's Court, uh, which was like an eight-week eight, eight week after that. Um, and there's a few times that I know that you leaned into us after that to say, hey, dudes, you know, like I'm just not quite there. I'm really struggling a bit and, you know, um, and it, it was good. I, I felt the fact of what I took out of that 
the fact that you would drop in on our Marco Polo and say, hey, guys, I'm really needing some support here was really inspirational because you that, that empowered the rest of us because by you doing that and empowered the rest of us go, oh, we can all do the same thing. And and I think we just need to be in a position to create more of that space for men as we, as we move forward. Yeah, definitely. Like, obviously, I felt very comfortable within our group um, and we created that bond through CMB uh, weekend and then um, obviously the King's Court, we got even closer and every Monday we'd meet up and do the video calls and we'd pretty much chat every single day. And, I mean, there was probably... Well, probably a solid five people, I guess, maybe that were like into it a lot. And then there was a few stragglers, whether it be from work or wherever it may be or other uh, things that they had on that they couldn't really get to. And, and yeah, I just used that opportunity. I was in there for a reason. And yeah, I had some moments where you you get sort of pulled away from um, your goals and what you're aligned to. And I, I think like the celebratory side of things from me leaving the mines and starting my own thing and um, yeah, just, going back to old habits and taking over and just partying again sort of you know like it's as fun as it may be it's not really what I want to like where I want to end up and where I want to keep going and um yeah I just pulled myself back and was just like you know what let's just open up to the group and and get the support that's there and needed and I definitely got that but then at the end uh, I definitely fell away from King's Court and I think the last few weeks I didn't Mm. even rock up um not to say that I was out partying or whatnot I wasn't I was like just knuckling down and doing my thing. And I probably felt that I got enough out of the group as selfish as that sounds because I wasn't there to support the other guys through the rest of it. Um, but, yeah, that's just sort of where I was at and I was kind of just tired of it, to be honest, mm. as, as honest as I could be, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's pretty cool because, yeah, we all we'll end up in our same spaces and, you know, there's, there's no judgments about who's there or who's not there. It's, you know, I think every person takes out of it, you know, what, what they need to, to be able to get out to continue to move forward. Um, you know, I, I know for me that that eight weeks plus the, the following four months of then doing Warriors Way, you know, set me up to to do what I'm doing now. You know, um, I strongly believe that, you know, I wouldn't be pumping out all these podcasts and, you know, have the confidence to, to write my own memes and my own things and, you know, and everything else without having done that because you start to, you know, you, you move away from all those fears and, you know, what, what, what are people going to think about me and, you know, and everything else, you know, like, you know, yeah, the, for me, the biggest one's that imposter syndrome, you know, well, who the yeah. fuck am I to actually put up a graphic with a meme and then write, you know, four paragraphs against it. Like people go, well, fuck off. Like, what would you know? <laughs> you know? Right. And, and constantly reminding yourself that the fuck it, you know, like, there is a bit of wisdom in this old body now and you know like why wouldn't i not sure i'm not sure it out there so exactly man imposter syndrome is huge bro like that's probably the biggest thing and when i first started like i've still got in my about me like you know you do the highlights under your instagram i've got mm. like my about me from like december man and like <laughs> it is so shit i'm like oh, i'm update it but you know what i don't really want to like i just want to see like how raw and how like nervous and sort of excited I was at the beginning and I don't really want to lose that. So I kind of mm. just leave it there, even though it wasn't the best video of like what I, what I was starting to do in my new like business and, and that kind of thing. So like, and then I can look back on that and go, you know what, like that's where I started. This is where I'm at now. I still, yeah, sometimes get imposter syndrome or you get worried about what you post. Um, but these days, man, like I'm posting 
<laughs> bloody photos of me with a, a Santa fucking mankini on, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a fuck, you know? Like at the end of the day, if you post something on Instagram, you're posting every single day. In a yeah. week's time, it's not even on the screen. Yes. If you're posting three times a day, it's fucking gone within like three days or two days, you know? Like you don't see it unless someone actively goes onto your account and goes back. Yes. So if you post something and it's wrong or you feel like you made a mistake with it and you might feel a bit embarrassed or, you, yeah, something might come up for you, who cares? Like it's going to go. Like it might, all right. I say it's going to go. It's going to be on the internet forever. You've done that. Like, yeah. <laughs> bad luck. <laughs> but, but unless someone actively goes through your feed, like how often do you scroll someone's feed? Really? Like, yeah, it's true. pretty rare. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Like just get what you get out there. If you make a mistake and someone calls you out on it, it's a learning experience. And that's what I've found hard because as a coach, there's so many different opinions and what's right, what's wrong for around like health and nutrition and, and training and that sort of stuff. And it's like, well, uh, if I get something wrong, you, you kind of like, well, how can someone trust me? But if I actually get something wrong, I feel like that builds trust because people will be like, oh, he's actually being real and, like, he owns up to it. He goes, oh, I got that wrong, you know, like, and you just learn from it, you know. So then yeah. they can do the same thing. It doesn't matter if you make a mistake, if you fuck up. If you don't go to the gym today, you decided to overeat your calories, wherever it may be, you just, oh, okay, I made a mistake, own it and move on. Yeah, yeah, and for me, that's the that that's where the genuineness comes in. The, the coaches, the the ones who are say, "I'm on a journey with you," right? And and so you go through your journey, and if I fuck up, I'm going to turn around and say, "Sorry, I fucked up. I made a mistake," right? But this is what I've learned from it, and, and I move forward. And I think you're spot on that that genuineness actually, you know, really comes really really comes through. Um. On some of the messages that that you actually put out there. Sorry, I want to go back on the imposter syndrome because when when we're back in the King's Court, I think there was a point where you know you come out of the high of the CMB stuff, like you're ready to go, you're going to smash this thing, and, and you could see that starting to kick. There was a point where that was kicking in, going, "Whoa, what have I done here?" Like, <laughs> and, and I think you might have headed back out to the. You might have, from memory, you got back on the tools at some point in time. And, and I think nah, it, so. I had uh, because I obviously had the anxiety issues when I was away and the mental health was getting, I was in a bit of trouble. So, like, I was really, really lucky and fortunate that I reached out to my superintendent because um, I couldn't sleep one night and I was up at midnight. I was on the phone to my old man crying. We had a full like conversation and like it was intense. Yeah. And I um, got about four or five hours, not even four hours sleep, maybe. Uh, and like you booked in for another 12 hour day, right? And you just wrecked. And then I was like, I woke up obviously exhausted and the less sleep you get, more chance you're going to be anxious again, right? So yes. I woke up and then like it was just like, I can't go to work today. So I called my superintendent and was telling him I was going to have the day off. And man, I just ball- started bawling again. And he's like, Where are you? And he came and got me from my donger and we went for a drive to Anamuka and had the, I had the day off and he was really supportive about it and my other boss said look take the time off you've still got a job take the six weeks till the new year if you want to let me know when you like come back sort of thing like if you're going to come back on your normal swing and then obviously did CMB and was just like you know what I messaged him and said I'm not going back um, and funny enough well not so funny because the next day 
uh, someone got injured within the company, not in our division, but mm. whatever it was, and that was like enough to like kick everyone off site. So we lost our jobs anyway. Oh, right. So I didn't really, like I said, I wasn't going back, then our job was gone. So mm. it's just like, well, that's the universe saying you're doing what you're doing. Like, this is it, <laughs> mate. I was like, all right. So I never, I, I did, I probably did a few cash jobs. You might have seen me just posting some stories mm. on there with that, but I never, I've never gone back to being an electrician for a company since, yeah. I, since I left. So yeah. I definitely did lull. So you get that high from like CMB. Obviously, you're going to have some sort of high from unpacking all this trauma and like feeling really yeah. good about yourself and, and then starting the business and you're like, yeah, here we go. And you, just, and you start it, you're like, fuck, I'm done. <laughs> so much work to do. But that's just like being new and, and like realising that you, how real you've just made your life and you're like, fuck, I've got to actually do some shit here. And it, now you, I sit back and go, you know, the whole thing's a journey and I've got so much sort of stuff on my plate at the moment. And if I had this on my plate, from day dot, I'd be like, oh, I can't do this. Like, this is too much. But now it's like, you know what? I'm just like doing my thing. The whole, like, you pull yourself back and you go, this is the whole process that you're going through in this journey that you're like going through now. That's life. Mm. And it's cliche or like whatever you want to call it as that sounds. If you can understand that, your life gets ultimately better because no matter what happens each day, you're just like, fuck, this is it. Like, I get to wake up. If I want to go work at a cafe, I can go work at a cafe. You know, like this is what I've created for myself. Like it's it's really, really cool. Don't get me wrong, it is stressful, but like, yeah, you, you definitely feel the pinch sometimes. But once you sort of get used to it, you know what's going on and you yeah. just go, yeah, this is this is the roller coaster of life, right? So so what what uh and it's a really good point. So what are some of the coping mechanisms? Because you're right, there's a point where it can become or feel overwhelming or the, the stress can start to kick in. What what do you do when that starts to kick in for you? Like what do you then do to remind yourself to say, well, hang on, this this is life and I'm still alive and, yeah, everything's going to be okay? About seven cups of coffee in 24 hours behind the computer. No. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. I have, I've done some long days, not quite that long. Um, look. Like yesterday was one of those days I built a spreadsheet for clients and then I sent it to one of them and it didn't work and I was like, oh, fuck, I can fuck this up. <laughs> I'm like, I can get this going. And I had to fix this whole thing and, like, I was like, oh, my God. And, and yeah, I was just, like, working behind the computer all day. You know what? Go for a walk. That was it. It was just like it was got to 4.30 and I was like, you know, shut, shut the computer. Didn't even take um, – my phone or anything just like just walk for a bit get some steps in because i've done nothing all day yep yeah just got, got went down to the river near my house and yeah just went for a bit like, probably like an hour hour and 10 minutes and then i went back to the computer when i got home and, and started again and got it all done you know so it's just yeah you can keep throwing the kitchen sink at it but you also need to like just pull yourself back and look you can go and go and go if you need to which i do sometimes but it's not worth it man Honestly, yeah. like I'd rather get something out a week later than that night if it means that I'm not going to be as stressed or anxious going forward, you know. And like it's a, like I get that leniency with uh, working for myself and I know like I can sort of push the envelope and, and know when I have to release stuff. But I still have deadlines. I mean, mm. and you've got to work towards them. But, yeah, yeah, it's just being able to manage that. I do a fair bit of breathing exercises as well in the morning and before bed 
if I'm disciplined enough to continue doing them. But yeah, other than that, that's basically it for for me. If there's any like any other magic tips you've got, mate, let me know because I'll start them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I think you know the 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 first thing for me is that how often have I put a self imposed deadline in that no one else gives a fuck about? But now I'm stressing over something that I said I was going to do that I've committed to myself that no one else actually set for me. And, and then just when, when you can break that anger, what the fuck am I doing? Like my boss, no one else set this really for me. Like, you know, like I, it's, it's, you know, there's a bit of OCD in me that still sits there. So like, I'm like, fuck, I've got to get out this, you know, this meme by 7.30 a.m. every Tuesday because that's what I do. And I got to this. I'm like, even I go, well, fuck it. Like, if it went out at 5.30 p.m., it's probably going to hit the same. Like 7.30 a.m. is the morning traffic and the evening traffic, right? Exactly right. So if on that morning I'm going, no one's going to ring me up going, oh, fuck, I couldn't get out of bed today because I didn't see a meme. <laughs> like I can't remember anyone fucking text me, gun. <laughs> Where, where's my, da- going, man? Where's my Tuesday morning meme, you fucker? Like <laughs> Where's your fucking meme, Wilbur? <laughs> That's right, <great. laughs> well, Yeah, it's funny. Like I was doing these um, weekly videos, right? And I thought, you know, even that was a bit stressful and I was trying to get them up on LinkedIn and LinkedIn kept fucking up. You know, it took ages to post. And, and again, you have this stress of being able to do it. And so I've just gone to now, again, just doing like, you know, a meme, you know, with the Unearthed Man stuff and, and a bit of a write-up. You know how many people have rung me going, where's your videos? None. None. <laughs> no one gives a fuck. Like, I mean, they do. They like the scene. Like the feedback was good, but they've just gone, oh, I've changed format. Yeah, that's all I've changed, right? So all this other stuff that we said about ourselves is just this ego-driven, you know, worried about what other people are going to see. It's like, you know, if I went a week and didn't put up a meme, no one's even going to ring me to see if I'm alive. Like, <laughs> like they're getting on with their own lives. And we, yeah, it's a- How insignificant are we, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, like people just, as you said, you put that uh, time frame in your head or that parameter where you're just like, oh, I need to go with that deadline. You need to get this done, right? Sometimes there are things that like I do need to get done for clients, obviously, yeah. but for the most part, man, um, it's it's not the end of the world, right? Like yeah. you change, if you don't get a post out, I mean, that's probably something that I'm pretty bad at. Like I'm pretty close to one a day. Mm. And it's probably my least favorite job, to be honest, is doing yeah. posts. Um, you just got to do it. It's mm. part of the business now, right? It's just part of how the whole thing works. So, yeah. It's just, yeah. Um, but you're right. If you don't get anything up, no, no one's going to be, no one's going to slap you on the wrist and be like, come on, mate, where's your post? Why aren't you pulling your weight today? Like, yeah, great. Yeah. And that makes it like, it's a blessing and a curse because. You go through periods of just not doing shit, you know, because you're your own boss, right? You just like, ah, oh, fuck it. But that, like, it doesn't. The problem with that is it doesn't affect you that week. It affects you one month, two months, three months down the line when you lulled for that one week where you get no engagement, no reach, nothing, and you're just like, damn, I really stuffed up that week, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Ah, oh, now I know why I got that lull. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think you. Know, you for you and I, it's slightly different, right? Because, you know, this is my, what I call my night job, you know, so <laughs> my day job is a, a very well paid, you know, very comfortable sort of job. And I love doing that job. And that's something I'm learning to drop into. My view was, you know, I, I want to move away from, you know, the corporate world and the IT program management. And I want to be this coach and I want to do that sort of stuff. But the more I think about it, it's like, but I really enjoy doing this other job. Like I still get to interact with people but I can change about how I go about 
interacting with people. Like I can stop gossiping. I can stop personal attacking. I can stop all these other things. And if other people do it, I can hold them up and say, no, that's not right. Like you don't know that person. Like sure, there's a process that failed, but it really is it was it the person. So I can take, I can impact and affect from a different angle. And I can put out these messages and put out a different thought bubble for, you know, for different groups. Like I'm involved in two, um, two, two online guys groups, um, Blokes United and Victorian Brotherhood. Both of them have got 20 odd thousand, 20, 30,000 members, right? And so I just post stuff up in there now. And it's like, well, if I'm getting the right message out and the right person hears it, then that's the good thing. You know, it's just doing the right thing. It's providing service. I'm not reliant on an income from it. If eventually that comes, and that's awesome. Um, whereas I know for yourself and Blaze and, and Glenn and other guys, uh, this is your gig, right? You, you have to get stuff out there because you know you do like to eat. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Oh, look, I'm pretty blessed at the moment. I'm back in with the parents ever since COVID sort of hit. So they've been super supportive and, yeah, I've been very, very lucky to be able to go back there. So I was supposed to uh, – Supposed to move to Bali in April, funny enough, and then okay. it all sort of happened. Yeah, so I had a rental with a with a mate from the mines, um, and he made the decision after two years to move in with his with his girlfriend. So that lease was sort of running out, and I was like, oh well, I might as well just you know take the opportunity to go to Bali and, and work on myself and the business mm. and whatnot. And uh, yeah, just uh, I gave up the rental and was ready to fly to Bali, and next minute cancelled the flight and <laughs> I was like, I got nowhere to live. <laughs> And the parents were like, come on in, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and I've Go been there ever since. So <laughs> very lucky. Wrong with that. So yeah. is that is that where the pool is? Yeah. Yeah, mate. Yeah. yeah. That's not mine. <laughs> it's not <playing> that well. <laughs> because for those who haven't seen, just jump on the yeah, yeah. Coach Phil Gerard and get on the Instagram and some different things. And when he talked about the post disappeared, you can go back and actually see Phil jumping in most mornings, freezing cold <laughs> into, a, into, a, into a pool. I love those ones. Like it was a good discipline because it was, and this isn't Phil just tiptoeing down ladders. I like he actually runs and jumps in, and this is middle of winter, so we're talking, you know, 10, 12 degree water. Yeah, man, that was cold. I got to 53 days, 53, yeah. and then I had a day off. And then I went in one more day after that, and that was it. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I started doing it, but yeah, just a bit of discipline mainly, mm. which I, I definitely got. There's no doubt about it. But discipline is great if you can, like, I mean, 53 days, excellent, but it's not 365. You yeah. know what I mean? So, would yeah. it be better if I did it once a week for a whole year? Is that going to be a better return? Ooh. Same amount of time, like same yeah. amount of efforts in the water. It's 50, what, 52 days. Yeah, that's pool. right. Yeah. But over a whole year, obviously it's not going to be as cold in, in summer, but, you know, where's the real discipline? I've, I've stopped it altogether. You know, so it's, it's interesting how you sort of, you can look at it. I don't really care either way. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for me, it was interesting when I, I ran a, um, an eight week program with three guys and you know, as part of that, they signed on to a vice and I'm like, you know what? If people keep telling me about this cold shower thing. I'm going to give it a crack. Yeah. So I signed on, you know, so after the first week, you know, we set the vice for the last seven weeks. I'm like every day, you know, for the next seven weeks, it was 49 days. I'm just going to do this cold shower. Um, I just now do it. Like I finished that program months ago. And, and so seven days a week now, I, I, I just go and do it. And, and the reason why I do it because you know, 
my research into the health benefits of, you know, you know, one of the health benefits is having the cold shower, kicking off the metabolism. But that, for me, it's actually about that mental discipline for me around if I can mentally come over the fact of standing in a cold shower for anywhere between, you know, two to three minutes, which is most mornings, but every Saturday morning it's a five-minute cold shower. So that that's it, you know, basically um, stand there and just count to 300. <laughs> You can pretty quick. <laughs> I, I learned to slow down my counting because, yeah, you can count pretty quick. It can, <laughs> three, three minutes can be 300 very quickly. But uh, no, I, t- I tried to do that. But for me, it's interesting just on that that coping mechanism, that that fight and flight coping mechanism. So if I can actually get in there and, and, and handle good pain and mentally be able to handle that level of pain when something happens at work or something else pops up, I've actually, I'm rebuilding this new coping mechanism around, hey, that's painful, but that's pretty cool. It's not, it's, it's, it's no K pain and, and you've sort of got the discipline to work your way through it. So I think these exercises that we do are interesting when we, when we look at them. Yeah, definitely. Like I find the shower, like a cold shower is a lot harder than a cold pool because in a pool, I don't have a nice little tap where I can go, you know what, fuck it, let's head it up a bit, you know, <laughs> yeah, like a, right. <laughs> there's no escape, like you're... <laughs> It's a lot more disciplined. Do you do you have a hot shower at the end? No, no, you straight out. Yeah, that's so, the way so to do it. I start with warm though. I start oh, with warm. Okay. Oh, so, geez. so that so could I, be worse, man. Yeah, so <laughs> I jump in and, and it'll be warm. So I jump in and sort of give a body wash, you know, when it's warm. Yeah, and then yeah, just put the hand behind it, and just go take a breath and go crank, you know, and then, and it's like two seconds, and all of a sudden that cold water goes, oh shit, yeah. can't breathe. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> breathe, Wake come you on, up. breathe. Wake <laughs> so, yeah. you up. Yeah, that that it's interesting. The the mornings where it can take that extra thirty seconds to crank it into cold, and the some mornings you go, "Fuck, I'm just going to crank it in." Like I just got to go. <laughs> just get it done, mate. Just the sooner you get it done, the sooner you're out. You know, that's that's the way to look at it. Yeah, well, it's an interesting thing afterwards because I find afterwards that my body just sort of heats up. You know, yeah. because you have this, yeah, and you can see there's redness on the skin, and there's almost a clamminess to the skin because all that blood's rushed to the skin to go. Fuck, we gotta, we gotta warm this thing up and get it going. <laughs> Bullsack so. shrinks too, right? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't have one when I jumped in the pool, mate. Jesus, it was gone. <laughs> it was so cold, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't so, be doing any, any nude uh, appearances after that, mate. Like no, I, have right. been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I did notice you always do it with the board shorts and not the budgies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I used to jump in in uh, bonds. If bonds want to give me a sponsorship, I do it again. But <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so um, so so speaking of these little things, I am going to take it slightly back. Um, yeah. As part of when we were doing King Scott, we were doing these Marco Polos. And um, so, so we'll we'll just get in there and video, right? And and I'm going to drop Phil on this one. So we're sitting there. Phil jumps in. He goes, "Guys, have a look at this." And he's just topless, right? Because Phil was always topless, you know, showing off his his gorgeous body. And yeah, you know, the man the man body had. Next thing we fucking see, and he's doing the fucking doodle dance. These things flopping around left, right, and so it's one of the funniest things. Like when we got back and did what was the highlights? The end. It was Phil jumping on, just going, "Fucking boys, here it is. We're fully out there." <laughs> well, that was actually that was probably I reckon it was around week three. So that was when I was in my lull, right? So yeah. usually I'm pretty animated and jovial and having a laugh with everyone, and it was 
I was tired that night. I remember it. And and Glenn sort of like picked up on it and and uh, reached out to me on the call and was just like, Phil, what's going on? What's coming up for you? Pretty flat tonight. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty tired. Like I'm in my head. Wasn't really keen to even jump on um, and do the, uh, the Zoom call. And then I was like, okay. And then we were saying our goodbyes and I was like, you know what, I need to get out of this. Like how can I do that? Um, for myself and just I uh, had a bit of a laugh with the boys because I didn't really feel like I brought that much that night. So, yeah, I just ripped them off and, and yeah, just had a, bit of, <laughs> had a bit of fun, you know. And then, yeah, Marco Polo, it was just an onslaught after that, mate. Like, <laughs> we just <laughs> dicks out left, right and centre. <laughs> she went down there in a, in a big hurry. <laughs> but, but the funny thing about that, right, and this is what was interesting, you know, Girls, guys, listeners, blokes have dicks, right? Let's let's just get over there, right? It's got dicks. Like, there's nothing wrong with having them out there. The the thing I find now is like in footy clubs and all these different things is like this whole almost shame around the fact of you know we can't be out there seen. I mean, and it could be just yeah, I'm not saying when I was when I grew up, you never had a choice in the boys' locker rooms in the you know in the footy clubs like. It was just, it was always weird if you didn't, if you weren't out there, but there was no shame. And it wasn't like boys, blokes looking down going, fuck, mate, there's not much you're going to do with that little thing. Or yeah, that's like, Blake, you just finished playing football. You're fucked. You're tired, right? And you're having a shower and you're having a beer and you're just having a chat. And somewhere along the line, that's it's almost been the shaming of coming in about, you know, I mean, don't run down the street in the middle of a park, right? Don't, that's, don't do that shit. It's like, <laughs> To be able to talk about the fact it's just a natural part of our anatomy, and for some reason I feel there's there's this shame and guilt that people now run over it. Yeah, well, I mean, there's always good and bad with it, right? Like you got yeah. that dude in the trench coat in the parks at night. Yeah, that's that's right. Great, right. <laughs> so it doesn't, doesn't shine a great light onto it. But, um, look, growing up playing footy all my life, I was very uh, insecure and shy about my body. That's probably why I got into what I got into in my career. But... Um, yeah, I always had body image issues and uh, growing up with them and I'd wear shorts in the shower uh, through my whole juniors, probably pretty common I'd say because obviously mm. you share the showers. But, um, yeah, you sort of grow up and even early seniors I wouldn't wouldn't shower. I'd wait till everyone was out and go on and do it. And um, towards the end of the career you start to not really give a fuck, you know. It's, it's yeah. weird. And I'm working in the mines, man, funny enough, it's like a prison shower cell there. Like you have to shower after work right because you yep. all filth um and yeah it's just like literally all the dudes just strip off and you, you got a little prison shower so i was just like well that's one way to get pretty comfortable <laughs> with your body um and yeah. yeah you just get in get out do your thing so yeah it's it's not super scary but look, it, there's a lot of not not just men obviously like women as well man like this the People are ashamed of, of how they look, which is so, super sad. And it's, yeah, I, I've been in some dark places because of it. Um, and like, you might look at me and be like, what, what do you have to worry about? Like, you've got it right. Like, your body's okay. Like, there's nothing crazy about it. But um, yeah, you just, you just get in your own head and you just freak out thinking that you're not worthy because of how you look. It's, it's, that's the furthest thing from the truth. And if there's been one massive transformation, um, or the biggest transformation for me in the last 12 months is just that mental transformation, yeah. man, just like what you believe that you can achieve and how much confidence you have within yourself. 
that's what comes out and that's how businesses grow and that's how you grow is from the inside, not from what you look like on the outside. Yeah, no, and, and I love that message. I think that's such a perfect message. I, I remember talking with Steve Caps, who's, you know, won two bodybuilding championships, right? So the, the man's clearly well-built. And, and, I, and I said to him, I was, you, know, you turn up to an Unleash the Beast and there are times where you guys are just walking around in shorts and you, you got these, you know, yourself, Steve, these blokes are just fucking built. And you go, you know, from my bad judgment and, you know, my own perception judgment, fuck, what's going on with these blokes? Like, they're not short little fat blokes like me. Like, you know, like these guys have got it. Like, they got a body, they're built, they're, you know, they're, they're well-toned and everything else. And, and you just realise that, you know, we, we all carry stuff and it's, you know, it doesn't doesn't really matter. And I, and I think sort of Preston that talked a bit about that sometimes a lot of guys mask what's really going on internally by smashing it out in the gym. You know, they're like, if I could just get my pecs slightly bigger, if I can get my thighs slightly bigger, fuck, I've, you know, clearly I haven't done calves for about two years because I've got these pissy little calves and these massive thighs. Like, you know, all this sort of shit takes place, right? And you look at it and you go, yeah, like we all have brain just plays these tricks on us all the time. It's massive, man. Like, don't get me wrong, there's people that are like, I, I remember talking to Steve in there and, and, um, when, Preston said that he brought that up with me saying, look, like that's not where he was at. And I go, yeah, there's a lot of people that aren't like that. He's very, um, he's very committed and passionate and, and he's like, he's phenomenal. Look at him. He's like yeah. a thoroughbred. Right. Yeah. And he loves it. And he's not doing it from a place of insecurity. Whereas for me, I was, I'll mm. be completely honest. Like I, I was doing it because I wanted to feel more confident within myself um, and just downright better about myself. And it's not a great place to start and it's not a – I mean, well, I mean, it's not a bad place to start because you're going to – unless you're doing something healthy, right, yeah. to an extent. But you're not getting better mentally. Um, and it doesn't last. Like I got into pretty good shape. You saw me in pretty good shape. Yeah, um, absolutely. At but throughout this year, man, I've – like with COVID, man, I got pretty sloppy. I lost it all and, and I've started – I've caught it right back now and I'm getting it back on top of it, but it's – at a much healthier um, mental space. Like I'm not yeah. doing it in terms of just I need to have a six-pack. I'm just doing it because, well, it's just a, uh, now it's become a, a side uh, product of me training hard in the gym and, and focusing on strength and performance and eating food to fuel my body, right? So you yeah. sort of get the benefits from that and, and it's a great way to uh, relieve some stress as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. <clears throat> the um- – it's, it's interesting, you know, a few years back I, I I did boxing and I actually sort of did a fight. And I got dropped, uh, I was like, like eight kilos, so I got down to 59.8 kilo, you know, and, and I can still, when I look at the photos, I still see that ring, that small little ring of, you know, fat that sits down the very bottom, which is probably loose skin, right? And and that's where your mind goes to. Fuck, I can't even get rid of that, even enough to strip it down. And I was, you know, I don't know what, body fat percent I was, but there was nothing on me. And it's really funny in that mindset you have. Uh, whereas at the moment what I'm dropping into is that um, I'm looking to actually, you know, and, and as you said, there's all different opinions about foods and everything else, but going into effectively a 30-day, effectively liquid only regime, juices, smoothies, soups, uh, everything else, Um more around the fact of just realigning myself, um, but it's coming from a place of uh, 
love love for my every cell and love for my body and love for what I'm actually doing. So it's actually coming from an internal place about, hey, I need to retreat my my body right and I need to retreat. So it's like a, a bit of a reset, you know, but it's spiritual, emotional, physical and mental. So, you know, it's actually putting all the right foods into it, but it's sort of more going to be blended up and everything else just to try and give my my digestive system a relaxation so it's not having to break down as much food all the time and everything else and as i said i know that you're you know you work in the nutrition space and everything else and there'll be a whole lot of alternative views as to whether that's right or wrong and, and we may not go there um because i'm sure if i spoke to 30 coaches i get 30 different opinions um but it's on the basis around um you know it's coming from that place of just wanting to reset my body and reset my mind and reset, you know, where I am. And it's going to be, it's a complete meditation practice. And it's, you know, there's a whole lot of elements that are going into this thing for 30 days, almost to, you know, to reset and then, and then kick off again, because same thing for COVID, you know, I've put on three or four kilos and, you know, you're starting to, you know, the mind's starting to kick in again on that sort of space. So, yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, you're obviously going into this with a, like, you know, 30 days, that's it. It's not, going to be something that's sustainable and you know that um yeah, and that's like i've got no issues with someone trying to sort of yeah i guess reset as you said um for lack of a better word if if that's going to be something that they know like that they're not going to be able to do for the rest of their lives to get the result that they want but ultimately what i try and coach is that um if you i can only do something for 30 days and then you go back to old habits you're just going to put the weight back on, mm. right? So it's like, okay, you're doing it for a completely different reason, but that's, yeah, that's that's the only gripe that I have with those sorts of things. Yeah. But, again, yeah. each to their own, do your, do, do your own thing, right, like, mm. and, and learn from it. Yeah, and, and, and I think, you know, and I agree. So it's not, um, if it was about a weight loss thing, I wouldn't do this. Like it was purely about, you know, this is my long-term way of losing weight. I, I 100% agree with that as an approach because that's never, you're never going to, as you said, you always get back to a certain weight, you know. Um, everything is about long-term sustainability, not not short-term wins because we know short-term wins doesn't really get you anywhere. It's, uh, you know, and you end up on that emotional merry-go-round which turns into a mental merry-go-round and, and everything goes up and down. And and so you never end up on this, this uh, plat- you never end up in having this beautiful balance moving forward, which is where, where you really need to get to, definitely. Yeah, definitely, man. I, look, I've been through it all, mate, like – Every diet under the sun, I've probably tried it, you know, just one, out of curiosity, but two, because I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> I like, thinking that what I was doing was right and yep. binge eating, like, was part of the process for me and, yeah, all sorts of stuff, man, came up from yo-yo dieting for a long time and, and doing these fad diets and trying my hardest to try and, get a six pack that no one even gives a fuck about but you right like that's the that's the funniest thing about it (laughs) is that like you try so hard to look so good and whether or not you're at a beach club with a six pack or not no one gives a fuck because they're one probably worrying about how they look or two having fun which is what you should be doing in the first place right <laughs> so no matter how you like you shouldn't be letting your body stop you from doing something that like 
you want to do because of the, you're not going to have any fun, right? So yeah. there's be, there'd be so many times in my twenties was like, oh, I can't go on, I can't go on a holiday, or I can't go to the Gold Coast or whatever because I don't want to take my top off because I wasn't in shape, you know. Like how sad's that? Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's pretty pretty bad how society's like that. Like if yeah. we can sort of just take that away and just enjoy ourselves, it's, life's going to be so much better, right? Yeah. Uh, look, I. I love how you just summed that up. I think that's just exactly the we 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 put everything ahead of fun, but fuck it, let's just go and have fun. And yeah. if we have fun, the rest actually comes along behind it. You know, it, we 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 get it around the wrong way. If I do this, then I can have fun. I was like, fuck it, how about I just have to go and have some fun, and then you know the rest will come in behind it. <laughs> that's the thing, man. And what draws what what draws people in? Someone with a six pack or someone having fun. You know, like yeah. what's like you're gonna be more drawn to the person having fun, right? Like Yeah, correct. Just enjoy yourself. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Spot the on. way I do that is usually by acting like a dickhead. So <laughs> or, or one could argue just just being you. Yeah. Not saying you're a dickhead, but just yeah. being like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, like you're labeling yourself, but just just being you. You know yeah. calling yeah. yourself dickhead is because that's probably an assessment against what society thinks you're doing. But if that's just you and you're just out there just having fun and just naturally being you, then I can do it. It's also another great way to look at it too, isn't it? Yeah, that, those labels that you put in yourself. I guess, yeah, you call it peacocking. And, I mean, it's the judgments, right, that you get. Yeah. So no matter what you do, you're going to get them. So yeah. you could sit there and not do anything with a six-pack and get judged. You could sit there and not have a six-pack and get judged. You can have fun with a six-pack and get judged. You can have fun with a gut and get judged. So yeah, <laughs> it's correct. Yeah, yeah. We live in this society where people are the first thing they're willing to do is just judge us. And and the one thing that I've sort of learned is like, fuck it, let go for it. Judge me all you want it because I'm not taking it personal because it's more a reflection of you, of how you're seeing yourself and how you're seeing it through your eyes. Um, and if you want to get to know me, come and have a chat. But otherwise, you know, that's cool. You can judge me all you want to, but it doesn't affect me anymore. Yeah, and that's that's probably one of the biggest things, like mentally, that you – on the journeys that we've been going on the last 12 months, man, that's what you pick up probably the most. Like I still – it still happens. Like I remember going for a walk the other day and there was a young young male, probably mid – early 30s mid 30s and he was out the front of the house like and he had like a blower back making some noise and the first thing that popped into my head was i bet you that's not his house and like where's that coming from like that's me man that's like i don't have a home i'm in my 30s like i haven't bought a house so that's like why why have i thrown this at him like in my head because that's what's coming up within me so when you say something about someone in your mind or to someone else that's complete reflection of who you are and what what's lacking or is what is abundant within you, right? Yes. So it's huge what what comes up. And when you sort of start doing the work and you can put your finger on some things, you realise, wow, like you, you can really start making some uh, some changes in your life and start to grow. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's, again, another beautiful message because what what – we do is that every time those messages come up, we can actually do one or two things. We can continue the judgment or we can stop and go, fuck, what is happening in my life at the moment that's resulted in me having this viewpoint and uh, and catch it and then go, oh, gee, some, it's some more shit to deal with. 
Big time, man. Big time. There's another week's worth of homework. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, try a year. Uh, funny. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's yeah. crazy what you what you say to yourself, right? Like, and you don't get it all. It's like you got to sieve, right? And some gets through, some doesn't. And you're just like, well, there's so much work to be done and so much to unpack. And yeah, but it's 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 a forever journey, right? It's, it's life. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, as you said before, very early on, it is life, and uh, you know you can go through it consciously or unconsciously. Um, I prefer to go through it consciously. And, uh, you know, slowly unpack the things and, and just work through and just, you know, continue to just drop into being very comfortable at who I am and why I'm here. And, you know, if there's some stuff I've got to work on, then let's just, just do the work. I love it. All right, man. So look, we've uh, taken up the hour, definitely. Um, so it's been an awesome chat. Um, like, like most of these chats, I just kick off and go, hmm, I wonder how long we'll go for it. It's like, well, okay. Better close this thing down. Yeah. <laughs> it's been fun, it's man. Been, it's been good fun. All right. So, look, um, thanks for jumping on. Uh, just before we finish up, jump out, mate, promote you, promote what you're doing, where can people find you, you know, a bit about what you're doing there and, uh, yeah, and we can go from there. Easy done, man. Well, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Coach Philip Gerard. Um, and I actually have a masterclass coming up um, on the 9th of November. So if you head to philipgerard.com, you'll see – um, in the menu uh, masterclass click on that and you'll have all the information there for you uh, it's just a three-day 30-minute live uh, monday to wednesday in, in a facebook group exclusive facebook group so day one is going to be on flexible dieting day two is going to be how to build muscle and lose fat at the same time and day three uh, it's going to talk about uh, knowing when to adjust your calories so yeah if you head to um my website for the drive.com you can find that or you can just go and reach out to me on instagram at coach philip drive beautiful love it man um and, and i'd recommend yeah jump jump on and, and have a chat with phil because uh he is his approach is exactly what this conversation is all about you know he's not you know he's he, he just comes from a very simplistic have fun enjoy life uh, you know, we'll call you bullshit if you if you're running bullshit, but in general terms, or you know, support you all the way. And uh, you know, I love just watching Phil, the growth, the journey. Uh, he's an amazing man. Um, he's got an amazing background, amazing story, and you know, I look forward to where his his coaching goes over the next few years. And you know, just really privileged to be able to call Phil a friend. So it's it's been an amazing conversation, man. So thanks for jumping on. Thank you, man. I appreciate the kind words. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, it's been great to watch you grow and get this podcast up and running, and I'm, I'm honoured to be a guest, man. Um, 21, you know, a bit, bit butthurt about that. It should have been number one, but, you know, that's the way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're all good, mate. I'm not going to get naked for you, though. Nah, thank God for that. <laughs> I know what they say, save the best for last. Anyway. <laughs> That's it. Well, this one's going to end your show, right. end your career, mate. That's, right, yeah. That's right. I'll get, I'll get you back on for the hundredth. There you go. That'll be a oh, fucking celebration. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> All right, man. Look, you have a beautiful day. Uh, thanks for jumping in and uh, we'll definitely uh, chat soon. Cheers, mate. You too, mate. Cheers. So that was uh, Coach Phil Gerard. Thanks, Phil. Love that conversation. Thanks for uh, jumping in and joining me. A um, few, few laughs along the way through, but you know, as you've picked up, Phil's just a really 
top class, genuine guy, and uh, would definitely recommend anyone who wants to uh, learn about their health, nutrition, you know, drop a few kilos and also uh, get the body, you know, look, looking good coming into this summer period. Uh, so for those who want to find me, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, just search for The Unearthed Man. Um, but that's about it for me. So sending you much love and peace. Uh, have a wonderful day. The Unearthed Man. <laughs>